It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Stock Car Show presented by our friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com, but if you're in the Mooresville area and you've got nothing better to do this evening, you can actually stop out to their Mooresville location because that's where we are. We are broadcasting live from HMS Motorsport once again tonight, and we have got a stacked show for you this evening. We have Anthony Alfredo on the K&M Pro Series East winner from last week at South Boston Speedway. We're going to talk to Anthony in just a moment. We also have Tristan Lessig, one of the local legends racers who's going to be on the program. And we have two other very special guests, David and Todd Gilliland, going to be joining us on the program here in just a little bit. And, of course, uh, we have a safety seminar coming up at 8 p.m. that is going to be on Facebook Live as well. It will be on both um, HMS social media and also Race Chaser Media's Facebook as well. So, Looking forward to that and a lot to get to this evening. My name is Tom Baker, and I am joined here at HMS Motorsport by Jacob Seelman and Chris Murdoch. And we also have Cisco Scaramuza via the Race Chaser Skype line. So uh, quite a full house here for this program. We hope you enjoy it. We'll just kick it right off here. Anthony Alfredo joining us at this time and uh, anthony you've had quite a week for yourself uh, over the weekend last weekend you picked up your first ever win in the k&m pro series east uh and then just a couple days later you're a part of the nascar next class of 2018 so talk a little bit about uh the week that you've had and i mean you must be about on cloud nine right now yeah absolutely the past few days have been incredible to say the least Definitely some of the most amazing days of my life the past few days, and they've been incredibly busy, but very fun, and I've been very fortunate. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be a part of the NASCAR Next Class this year and learn a lot more off the racetrack and meet some significant figures in the sport that could help me improve myself and and be more authentic as a as a driver off the track and obviously winning my first race was was really cool so to do that just before the announcement and everything was was a big week well you met joe marco from hms motorsports so that's a good significant figure to start with right yeah definitely <laughs> talk about your win last week it's been a while for you i know we're early in the canon pro series e schedule but it has to have seemed like about a year and a half for you with all the hard luck and and bad you know, situations that you've been in this year in that series to put that MDM Motorsports car in victory lane in the second 100, especially after what happened in the first one had to be just fantastic. Yeah. It seems like the first win was a, a little bit elusive for us, even though it was, was only the fifth race of the year. It was the second of two twin races. So really the fourth race weekend of the year for us. So like I said, it seemed like it was elusive, but it was still early in the year. It just seemed like so long because of, having a rough start to the year we ran up front but just didn't have the end results we wanted and then you know we had a really great run saturday night by actually running the backup car all the way to the front of the field after a crash in the first race that that forced us to pull out the backup car and 
didn't know what to expect with it. I've never driven it. We never got to practice it or test it or anything like that. So we started shotgun on the field, which we actually would have started on the pole because the second race starting position was determined by fastest lap time in the first race, which we had. But we had to start at the rear since we were in a backup, and we drove from dead last and passed for the lead on the last lap and were able to take home some hardware and the checkered flag. Have you ever had, Anthony, a race day quite like what you went through to have to turn the car around in such short order, come from the back, all the adversity that you had to face, and yet still end up in victory lane? No, that was definitely the most emotional. It was like an emotional roller coaster is what it was Saturday night. It's definitely the craziest day in my racing career so far to go from so much frustration and disappointment to so much excitement and and Mm -hmm. happiness, you know, and just really you know i had an hour to get the frustration disappointment out of my head as soon as i got in the car and put my helmet on i just it was a fresh start it was nice not to have to wait two weeks or or more till our next race so we went out there and i wanted it the guys wanted it and i wasn't going to cut them short so I, i ran my heart out and fortunately it paid off for us it's short track racing there was a little bit of contact on the last lap, but I think we've seen that a few times in the K&N races at South Boston. I mean, do you chalk it up to just good old short track racing? Because it was executed just about as well as, uh, you know, anybody else that night. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first off, it's really hard to pass there with the repave. So everyone's pretty close in speed, and we are actually four tenths faster than the leader within the last 10 laps when I ran him down. So even though we were faster when you get there, it's hard to get around him. And I didn't want to go to the top because of upcoming lap traffic. So I moved him going into three and four, coming to the white flag, and we ran side by side through turns one and two down the backstretch. He doored me really hard, which obviously he wants to win just as bad as I Mm -hmm. do. So I expected him to do something as well. And then we went into turns three and four and, and I was about clear entering the corner and, and I guess he spun out, which I didn't even know until after the race, but uh, we were clear going through the center and up off of four. So it was a crazy last lap. I mean, first off to pass for pass for the win on the last lap's cool to start at the back of the field and win in a backup car was the craziest thing i've ever done one of the coolest is the backup car now going to be your primary car after that because it went pretty good i believe so i yeah. I, I liked it so robert huffman my crew chief and i have been having to talk about that and i think uh we found our new primary all right so in addition to all of that then we go from a race victory to Earlier this week, uh, we learned that you are not necessarily the best bowler. Uh, Tuesday night, Strike City, NASCAR next. I I believe there were a few people that, uh, even though you were kind of middle of the road, they still showed you how it was done. But what's it mean to be a part of the next program and and all that that entails for this year? First off, that's a fair statement because it was only the second time I've bowled in my life and it was about... 11 years ago was the first time you so, knew it. you knew that so, was coming though yo yeah no i did but <laughs> but also to be fair i i had about five or six strikes i think throughout the night so that's pretty beginner's solid, luck I would say. yeah beginner's maybe, luck maybe <laughs> um but yeah being selected for the the nascar next class is a is such an honor and to be a candidate in itself is a great accomplishment just to be recognized by nascar and and like as i mentioned to be selected is is something I'm really proud of, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to this year working with everybody at NASCAR and in the NASCAR Next program, as well as my my fellow NASCAR Next uh, members. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I plan to do nothing but make the most of this opportunity. Well, we were talking about it, too. I, I think I was with Zane 
earlier in the day on Tuesday, the fact that this was kind of an MDM Motorsports takeover of the next program, considering three of the nine of you are teammates. Yeah, third of the group is is from the MDM stable, so that's pretty cool for our race team. Well, and you're the rookie of the three because I think both Chase and um, Zane are returning members. Yep. So you're the only freshman in the class. The other two are seniors. So that should be good for you because you can learn a lot from them as well as from uh, those that you meet along the way as part of the program. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been asking them a lot of what I can expect and what I really need to focus on taking advantage of this year, working with everyone at the NASCAR Next program. So speaking of bowling and games as such, I kind of want to transition to video games. We learned today on Twitter that you're a huge Call of Duty fan. So uh, talk about how excited you are for that game, because we know your, your Twitter got some traction from the tweets that you were uploading today. Oh, yeah. Black Ops 4 reveal was today, May 17th, 2018. Amazing day in the Call of Duty community. Uh, I'm super it be a national holiday. Oh, yeah. No, every every Call of Duty reveal is a holiday for me, man. <laughs> the past few years, I've I haven't been into it as much as I have just because they've been a little bit different than the past. But they're back to boots on the ground and gameplay is going to be fun. They're actually incorporating Battle Royale mode for the first time ever in Call of Duty, which is similar to what a lot of people are playing, which is like Fortnite or PUBG. So it'll be really cool to play a Battle Royale game with Call of Duty mechanics, something I'm super pumped up about. Okay, for for anybody who would be sitting here and watching, this is where I wish we already had video, because I watched Anthony's face just go into absolute nerd mode for a moment, (laughs) and it was fantastic. I, I built my own PC when I was in seventh grade, so... And that, and I'm, I play Call of Duty, though, and stuff on consoles, so don't get that mistaken. But and I do play PC games as well. you're really cool because not only all the video game stuff, but you now have GIFs. You are a GIF now. Oh, yeah. Talk about that, that whole experience that they did for you guys with NASCAR Next. Yeah, that was awesome. There's a bunch of great ones. There's actually 13 of them, I believe, on the Giphy app, so you can you can download them there, import them to whatever app you want. And on Twitter, if you go to use it, all you have to do when you go to the, the GIF option is type in my name, Anthony Alfredo, and they all come up. So it's neat. There's pretty much one for every type of reaction that you may have to something. So use them when you're responding to tweets. I, I can only even imagine what the banter was like between the nine of you when you were all having this done. Because I know... Uh, Especially in Zane's case, there were a few that I got a good chuckle at. <laughs> there was a few that I didn't, that we shot, you know, on camera, but uh, weren't incorpor- incorporated. It's made them come out as well, but I love the ones that there are. I've been, I've been responding to a bunch of people's tweets with them. I think they're funny. I was sending them, uh, my family, we actually have a group chat, my brother, sister, my parents, so... That night when they were released, I was I was sending sending them in the group chat and responding to everyone's text messages. It was really funny. As long as we're talking about cool things you got to do with the NASCAR Next program, you guys got to be a part of a Fox Sports One segment where you guys got to play trivia with Larry Mack. Talk about that experience and how fun it was to to get up there and just sit with the Fox uh, Sports One guys and and be on racing. It was a really neat experience going to Fox Sports and. We really appreciate all their being so nice to us and welcoming and uh, obviously having us on the show. It was really cool to be a part of Race Up, going from watching on TV to actually being on it. All nine of us got to play a little bit of a game show. with You were the anchor. A little bit of trivia and history. So uh, I helped us get the W there at the end. Had to answer one question. 
Larry Mack did a really good job. I'll give him that. He the really game did. was way closer than I think we all expected to be at the end there. So I uh, had to make sure I got that last one right, but I did. And it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. And I hope everyone checks out that segment because it was fun. Well, you definitely did a better job with that than you did with the trivia that we had you doing on this show. So we're going to have to bring you and Ankrum back again and have another playoff between the two of you. Yeah, I need to redeem myself for that one. <laughs> Let's do Call of Duty trivia next time. I'll, I'll win that. Any most gaming trivia. Will. Will go, What's that? I'm still playing Atari 2600 because he's like an old soul. He's got everything from back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, with that, we're going to take a break when we come back uh, because Anthony has got to scoot out of here. He's actually got another NASCAR next function this evening. So uh, we appreciate you being on with us. We're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to have Todd and David Gilliland join us. And uh, we got a few surprises along the way in this show and a big announcement to make about this show later on as well. So uh, stay tuned. We've got a Facebook Live coming up at the top of the hour. We'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network, presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport. And that's where we are at HMS Motorsport in their Mooresville location. We're doing a live on-site remote here tonight and happy to be with uh, all of the folks from HMS. It was fun to have Anthony Alfredo on to start the show. And uh, we've got a couple of guests for this segment. Father and son, David Gilliland and Todd Gilliland. We've had Todd on before. Uh, David, this is a first uh, for you, and uh, we're really excited to have you on the program. We followed you, obviously, through your career and now uh, through Todd's career as well. First of all, you've got to be really pleased with the progress that Todd has made up to this point. Yeah, we're uh, we're really really pleased. You know, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, watching him race and. Um, you know, just, just helping him and being there, you know, I quit racing really full time about two and a half years ago to really, um, you know, be there for Todd and, and help him coach him. I got to spot for him a little bit over the last couple of years and, uh, it's just been incredible, you know, watching him, the progress that he's made on the racetrack and, and, um, you know, I think he's got 20 K and N wins now, at, you know, when, when, he, by the time it was you know, before he was 18. So it's been awesome to be able to be there for that. You know, I spent so much of my racing career you know, racing and, and um, you know, working on, on making uh, making money to, to be able to support his racing a little bit and uh, missed a lot of races. So I haven't had to miss any lately. What's it like to spot for your son? I mean, it has to be a lot different than spotting for one of your other drivers. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, we, we any, anytime we're up there, any anybody that races with us, our, our main goal is to win, whether it's Todd or, or uh, any of the young kids that have come through our uh, development program. But um, it, it's definitely nerve wracking. I know, uh, Todd's made fun of me a couple times, you know, get, get nervous and, and, you know, obviously you're, you're emotional, emotionally attached. And so, um, you know, we, we've built his cars over the last couple of years. We've worked on them and then spotted and, and try and help him. I'm, I'm a, I'm a better coach than a spotter for sure. But, you know, at them little quarter mile and three eighths mile tracks, there's so much going on yeah. that, you know, it's just so hard to really coach and have a spotter and a crew chief talking. So, um, you know, we, we did that and, uh, it, it was a very special time in, in, in my racing career to be able to do that. Uh, Todd, I kind of want to talk about something you participated in yesterday, which was the catwalk for a cause, uh, Martin Truex Jr.'s foundation. Talk about how that came about and how cool it was to participate and have fun with the kids there that night. Yeah. Last night was very special. Um, you know, just to be involved with that, trying to bring, um, awareness to childhood cancers and, um, you know, just to see the the turnout for that event, um, you know, I think they raised $1.2 million for um, Novant Health um, Hospital around here. So, um, you know, anytime you can be involved in a, a charity deal like that um, is always a good time. And um, to be in it with Toyota, I'm pretty sure that's how it came about. But um, 
you know, just uh, hopefully it's something we can be involved with for you know many years to come. I do have to jokingly uh, ask this: who whose idea was it to have you and Noah be playing babysitters? I saw that hit Instagram and and got a really good laugh out of that. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but um, we definitely had to give. Um, you know, River was our, our little kid's name, and we okay. had to give him lots of sugar to. <laughs> you know, I, I was joking around. I said I was going to have to babysit Noah and River. But, um, <laughs> You're not wrong. There's truth in that. Okay, now, those of you who don't know, Todd turned 18 yesterday. And if you happen to be near your computer or have a phone with social media, Hit Race Chaser Media on Facebook because you're going to see us presenting a cake to Todd Gilliland for his 18th birthday. And it's got 18 pink candles on it. Because we're, we can't. We're not going to say <laughs> who's responsible for that, but somebody thought that would be funny. And a couple of checkered flags. So we kind of thought we would do something nice for you, Todd, on your 18th birthday. Now that you're legal to go and do all the big tracks and kind of the... You know, now there's nothing holding you back from going and chasing wins on any track you want. Yes, you know, that's uh, a lot of people ask what I'm doing for my birthday, but um, I'm just looking forward to the rest of the year. And, um, you know, basically the rest of my racing career from here on out is going to be, um, you know, wide open. So uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Well, we were going to sing for you, but we decided we didn't want to chase the audience away. So uh, happy, happy belated, belated birthday to you. And uh, you're going to get to take this cake home with you if you'd like and uh, enjoy that with your team and, and uh, your family. So we thought we would uh, add something a little extra special to your appearance here. Yeah, you got to blow out the candles because uh, we don't want to burn down the building. Oh. See, I was wondering if those were the, the, the candles that wouldn't go out, but I guess uh, somebody... Joe's, Joe's that not cruel. that mean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Todd, talk a little bit about what's coming up for you, because uh, obviously now, again, the leash is off. So we you're going to run pretty much the rest of the season, aren't you? Yep, so I'll be racing um, the rest of the races in the number four yeah, truck, truck for yeah. Kyle Busch Motorsports. And um, I think I have a few, few more ARCA races with DGR, so... Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, just trying to get as much mile and a half experience as possible because, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, that's basically um, the majority of the schedule now uh, in the, the Monster Energy Cup series and, uh, you know, hopefully the series I'm racing for years to come. Now, I'll add to that since you brought up the ARCA car, that's going to include next Thursday night at Charlotte, too, I believe, as we talked about back at Bristol, right? Yep, and uh, we had a really good test out there, so. Um, that's just little things like that give you a lot of confidence going into, uh, you know, my first mile and a half mm -hmm. truck race. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to getting back with, with everyone at DGR. Um, like I said, that was one of the fastest cars compared to everyone else I've ever driven. So uh, it should be fun. Add to that, uh, I know it's not necessarily the same vehicle, but does the test help you for the truck race at charlotte friday night as well even though the arrow between the truck and the arca car is a little bit different just to have the track time because of how line sensitive charlotte is yeah i think so and there's a few things you know my first few laps under the racetrack that i wasn't expecting out of charlotte mm -hmm. so now i can unload for the truck race there hopefully get up to speed right away um like we need to be and um, you know we don't have much practice it's all tomorrow so uh, one day shows go by really quick so 
we just need to be, uh, be as prepared as possible and um, you know, make the most of every lap. From the standpoint of uh, both the dad and the race car driver, you you guys have had the chance at least once right now to race against each other? Twice, Twice this now. year. What's that like for you? I'll let David answer first. Uh, it was fun. It was neat. We got to race. Um, our first NASCAR race against each other was over a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, just a super special day. You know, I mean, it's... Um, it's not very often that, uh, you know, a, a father and son get a race with each other and against each other. And uh, we, we had a good time. And Todd had some issues, some some battery issues there towards the end of the race, had an alternator go out. But, um, you know, we, we ended up finishing fourth and, and had a really good truck. So it was good. We got to race each other a little bit on the racetrack. And uh, everybody teased us, you know, the whole time, who's going to win this and that. And, um, but but all in all, you know, it's a, it's a special day. It probably probably the most special race of my racing career that i've had and um you know a little bit of an emotional day just getting to getting to go out there and, and race with your son was um super special todd i think it was just really cool you know to see him in really competitive equipment um you know something that from the years i can remember i just haven't been able to to see that side you know of him running you know, in the front, in the lead, getting the pole at Daytona, stuff like that, that has been really cool this year. So, um, and also getting to race against him. I was definitely going to try and beat him. He's trying to beat me too, but um, he mentions being a coach, but I think it even takes that to the next level racing against mm-hmm. him. He knows exactly what you're talking about on that exact lap and stuff like that. So it, uh, it kind of elevates everything. I was thinking about this too, uh, going back to you two racing each other at Dover, Dover was the first NASCAR race, and you guys don't race against each other often, but when you do, it seems to be big and a family affair, because I think the only other time, David, correct me if I'm wrong, but was a super late model race at Irwindale a few years back, and all three generations were in that race, right? Yeah, that was really cool, because, you know, uh, Irwindale Speedway was my, um, kind of my, you know, home track that I grew up and really cut my teeth uh, learning how to race on pavement, you know, when I made the transition from dirt to pavement, and so, you know, all our friends and family, I'm from Southern California. Todd was born there and, you know, we, I did 90% of my racing there. So, you know, all the, the friends and family and, and car owners that have helped me to get where I'm at, they were able to come to that event and, and hang out and watch Todd race. And, uh, and my dad was able to come back from, from overseas in Thailand and race with us. And, mm-hmm. um, it was just that that was a super special day too, just to, to look up in the stands and see, you know, three or four of the car owners that, that I had raced for in the past and, you know, that were so instrumental in, in me getting, you know, making it to the Cup Series and, and t- making it to the next level. And ultimately that, you know, helping to give Todd the opportunity that he's had to be able to, to um, you know, get into racing and, and do that. So it was a super special day. Todd won that day. He, uh, he finished <laughs> ahead of both of us. But, um, you know, just just really really neat and special and and those types of of uh you know as a racer you're competitive and you want wins and and you want checkered flags but you know it's um it's days like that that are are super special and and days that you'll never forget i'm curious todd mentioned the pole at daytona for you oddly in his truck Uh, you had such a strong run at dover to get back into as competitive equipment as you had even on a limited basis this year does it make you miss it doing it more regularly i mean um you know not not really um you know the last couple of years of my career like todd said when when he the stuff he remembers 
I have a lot of trophies that we've won, but but Todd mm-hmm. didn't really get to see much of that, and he don't remember that. And you know, we the end of my career, you know, we were with startup cup teams, and and that's very very hard and difficult, and you know, never really ran up towards the front on a, a weekly basis. And so the most special thing is just this year, him being able to, you know, after all the success he's had, and him having a really a a true understanding of what it takes and how hard it is at all these levels and in different series. For him to be able to watch me go out to Daytona and, and we did really good in the truck race and then led a bunch of laps and then, you know, Dover we ran good with, with our own uh, DGR Crosley trucks and um, that's just really really special to me and so um, it, it's been a good year. I uh, you know we're our, my main focus right now is DGR Crosley and growing mm-hmm. that the driver development team. We got two trucks racing at Charlotte this weekend and um, you know we got we're first and second in the K and N East points and. Uh, Arca, we ran some Arca races, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy that. I enjoy really, really enjoy watching Todd race and and helping him in any way we can. And uh, I want to see him be a Cup champion one day. With that, we're going to take a break. Uh, if we could ask you guys just to hang on for a little bit, because I want to talk to David a little bit more about uh, DJR Crosley and how all that came together and what the plans are for it. Uh, we'll be back in a short order here on the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You're listening to the show on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. 
What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport here on the Performance Motorsports Network and Spreaker and talking racing from HMS Motorsports Mooresville location. My name is Tom Baker. Jacob Seelman and Chris Murdoch are with us here at uh, HMS and we also have Cisco Scaramuza, who is uh, coming to us via the Race Chaser Skype line. And right now we have our special guests that we're talking with, David and Todd Gilliland. And it's been fun talking to father and son about uh, Todd's career and a little bit about David's career. But I want to shift gears just a little bit, David, and talk with you about DGR Crosley because you've had a development program for a little while with the weight models and such. But this year, you and Bola Mastis got together, and you've expanded the program greatly. You've got ARCA. You've got trucks. Uh, talk a little bit about the evolution of DGR into DGR Crosley and how that all came together. Yeah, we've been uh, working with, um, you know, building David Gilliland Racing for probably about the last three and a half years or so. And, um, you know, we were very happy with the, the progress that it made. We were in the k Series last year, and um, built some built some really good cars, won some big late model races, and um, have had had some really really talented kids come through there and, and have a uh, very strong relationship with Toyota and TRD, and they're huge supporters of our program. And um, so we were happy with that. Um, we were we were planning on this year running some ARCA races and uh, a few handful of truck races, um, four truck races, and then um, I'd been talking to Bo last year about maybe uh, starting an ARCA team a full-time ARCA team together and um, decided not to. And then uh, this opportunity came up to uh, to purchase Red Horse Racing, and I uh, went back to them and, and talked to them and felt like it was a, a good step with uh, the, the new Ilmore Motor Package coming and felt like uh, it was it, the timing was right. And so we uh, went ahead and, and took that jump. And in January we were going to run, I think, you know, maybe eight, eight to ten races, 
uh, truck races, and now we're uh, we're up to uh, probably about 36 races that we're going to run. Um, we're going to run a second one truck full time, 54, and a second truck probably um, you know seven to ten times. So um, really, really excited about that. We've had a lot of interest in our program and. Um, our our K and N series, we're, we're first and second. The K and N E series points, like I mentioned earlier, and um, just really, really happy with where our program is headed. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about the the K and N program because uh, this show has had Tyler Ankrum and Tyler Dipple both as recurring guests. We enjoy both racers and having them both on. And you've got two Tylers now. How does that all work in the shop with the two of them? Yeah, it's uh, it's challenging at times, but uh, both of them, both Tyler's have done a great job. And, and uh, Tyler Dipple came uh, a couple weeks uh, a couple weeks ago and and um, got his first or you know he was he won his first time out with us, and then Tyler Ankrum won uh, got his first K and N win last week at South Boston. So um, both those guys are doing a great job, and um, you know Todd works with them when we go to the racetrack and. Um, you know, Todd's a huge asset to, to DJR Crosley as well. So we've got some great people. Um, we've built a lot of Todd's K&N cars that he's ran over the last couple of years with uh, Bill McAnally Racing and worked really closely with them and, and uh, like I said, helped build the cars, went to all those K&N races and um, learned a lot. So uh, Bill McAnally really, really taught me a lot that, um, that, I've, that I've implemented into our own program. He runs a, uh, a first-class operation for sure. He He's taking care of some great partners. Um, he's had Napa for, I think, over 25 years as a, as a partner. And, um, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes to be here for a long time. And so that's what we want to do. And, um, you know, again, just, just work with the young kids and, and give them an opportunity to drive um, good equipment. And, uh, you know, have a and, and coach them and work with them and, and actually truly help them develop them to try and get them to that next stage. So um, we still have our late models. Uh, we got K&N, Arca and Truck and, and uh, some of the guys shop think I'm crazy, but but I love it. I love racing. And, um, you know, I've had a, a lot of um, fun, you know, building fast, competitive race cars, like Todd said, in, in all these divisions and and going out and, um, you know. Going, going for wins. So Kyle Benjamin almost got us our, our first almost. win as, as, as so in the close. truck series uh, at Martinsville, and um, you know it's it's just been a lot of fun. We got Bono Mannion. We just it's all about people, and and mm-hmm. um, you know we, we have great partners that uh, and great people that uh, that are very dedicated to our program and, and want to see it take it to that next level. And and uh, so that's what's giving me the confidence. And, and Bo Lamassis, he's. He's driving this weekend at Charlotte. You know he's um, he's learning a lot, and uh, you know he has got a passion for racing, that uh, what it takes. So um, you know it's been fun working with him, and and you know driver development. You think you know 15, 13, 14, 15 year old kids, but you know Bo's um, I won't say his age over the, but he's older than that. <laughs> Slightly and older than fifteen. He, yep, exactly. But but you know he's he's been in a lot of situations where he hasn't really learned the right stuff either. So mm-hmm. you know we've kind of. We're, 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 you know, trying to forget everything that, that he's kind of learned and we're starting over and, and we got this year and, and we're working through it and um, he's doing a good job too. So, you know, it's, you don't know. And in racing, there's so many, you know, you got to learn the, the right steps and the right, right processes. And we have a lot of people in place that can help with that. So uh, that's been a lot of fun. You've watched Todd develop through the K&N Pro Series East. You've developed your own team, and now to see it be a championship contender. I know there are some people that have kind of looked at the East Series and 
wondered the last couple of years with the field count at some of the races being what it is, but how important as a team owner and watching your son develop in that series, how important is the K and N series on the developmental ladder right now? It's, uh, it's, it's ultra important. Um, this year they went to a radial tire, a Goodyear radial tire, and it's been, it's been uh, a huge asset and a value to the K and N series that it's brought. So, you know, last year they were on bias fly tires and it helped Todd, you know, helped Todd a lot. He learned a lot and he was able to go run some truck races last year and have a lot of speed. But like, for example, this year, he, Todd won at New Smyrna in, in our car and, he, um, that same tire was the tire they ran at Martinsville. And, and when he unloaded in the truck over there, he said, man, this, this has a lot of the same characteristics as new Smyrna did. And so, you know, then obviously that, that just brings the value up in the series. And so for these young kids that I always tell everybody, when you come to our program, I want, I sit them down and I say, okay, what's your goals? What's your next goal? You know, and I want to make it to the truck series. Okay. So when we run this K and N races, at you know a Loudon and a Dover and a Bristol and um you know Memphis all these places you know we want to try and get them ready for that next step and now with them being on a Goodyear radial the same tire that that the trucks race on it's there's you can't it's experience that you can't buy so that when you do because a lot of these kids they might not get a chance to go run a a truck full-time next year but they might get a chance to get to run two races or, or even just one race and so you know, for us to be able to get them prepared. And, mm-hmm. and, and so when they're going, they're learning what a truck feels like, not what the tire feels like and the track feels like and everything else. So um, those are some of the things that we really try and focus on that uh, we feel like we can help with. Todd, I don't think you've stopped grinning since yesterday morning, knowing that the whole rest of the season is on tap. And I want to let you talk again since your dad really got going. I know how excited he's been, but how excited are you knowing now that the rest of the season is ahead of you? And there's a lot of opportunity, not just to chase an owner's championship, but for you, if the right brakes fall your way to chase a driver's championship as well. Yeah. You know, basically our, our championship run starts from here. Um, you know, we just need to build momentum. I think it's going to be great for our team to have some consistency. Um, you know, Marcus Rich and my crew chief was um, was suspended for three races. Um, he just came back at Kansas. So just having all the all the puzzle pieces for the rest mm-hmm. of the season kind of coming together right now, um, it's going to be very important to get off to a good start here at Charlotte. Uh, but, yeah, I'm super excited. You know, we've been waiting for this for the last – four or five months so mm-hmm. uh, just ever since we knew this opportunity was gonna gonna be like this um you know, there's you're obviously super excited that it is this opportunity but you know just to start the season so slow like that yeah is, uh, is a killer for, for a young guy like me how big is now the consistency and seat time to where you don't have to go a month or six weeks between races you know you're in every time you go to the racetrack and really get to start building the team chemistry Yes, I I have been lucky to be able to go to the races that I haven't been racing and um, you know try and build as much chemistry with my team as possible. But it's nothing like when you can get in the driver's seat and kind of prove to them like um, you know how dedicated you are and, and little things like that that mm-hmm. they can really they pick up on you know pretty easy. So it's just going to be uh, like I said, just all about getting off to a, a really fast start and uh, you know, carrying momentum all the way to the end. So. Your boss, by the way, is running tomorrow night, and he's kind of sort of good at Charlotte in a truck. He's only won seven times there in 15 truck races. 
how do you beat Kyle, or do you just soak up as much as you can from him and hope that it's enough? Yeah, you just have to learn learn as much as you can. But you know, I have confidence in my team that our truck's going to be better than his, and um, <laughs> you now hopefully one day I'm better than him too. So uh, it's just all about learning the learning from him and these opportunities. Mm-hmm. When you're around him, you have to to look at his line and and see what he's doing different or or you can do better. But um, like I said, I have I have a lot of confidence in in the trucks that Kyle Busch Motorsports are going to bring, and um, if anything, that's just uh, another person to lean on with a lot of experience. Like oh yeah, you were in the shop when we were in there last week, and uh, I'm curious from day to day in in the shop what what kind of interaction do you have with Kyle, and you know what kind of conversations do you talk do you have in the shop between races that can help you going forward? Yeah, I think that's another thing that really helps, uh, you know, with Kyle being at every meeting, um, going over what everyone's truck was doing and, and how they needed to be better for the next race. Um, you know, that's what that's what he can bring. Um, I've never heard someone that can break down a race car like he can, and uh, you just need to learn all those little things like that. Well, uh, we've got to step aside, but uh, we want to thank both of you for coming in and We'd actually love to have both of you back on a show in the near future at some point when we can expand a little bit and really talk some racing. And I'd like to talk with you, David, a little bit more about some of the transitions that you've seen in the sport over the years and um, and get your thoughts on where the sport's come from and where it's going at some point. But I uh, want to thank the both of you for taking some time on uh, a very busy couple of weeks for you guys um, to, to come in and talk with us here on the Stock Car Show. And we hope you enjoy the cake. And uh, I'm sure maybe you can uh, give that to the race team and give them some a little bit of sugar to, to carry them through the next couple of days or whatever. But, uh, you know, again, happy late birthday and thanks for coming in. And we wish you the best of luck in your endeavors over the next couple of weeks here at Charlotte. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, and uh, thanks, Joe, uh, Marco, for, for giving us the studio to come in here at uh, HMS Motorsports and and uh, and do this uh, great show. Well, we uh, look forward to having you both back on again soon, David and Todd Gilliland, and with that, we step aside. We will come back. Plenty more. We are just getting started, and don't forget, here in just about 10 minutes on Facebook Live is our safety seminar for tonight. We'll talk more about that. Just around the corner here, you're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. 
High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. If you're in the Mooresville area and you're listening to the show, hustle on over here. we still got an hour left. We're broadcasting live from the HMS Motorsport Mooresville, North Carolina location. I'm Tom Baker. We've got Jacob Seuman, Chris Murdoch, Tristan Lessig has joined us in the... Uh, conference room now where we're broadcasting the show from and we'll be slash studio shortly yeah our portable so our, uh home away from home if you want to call yes. it that there you um, go and we've got cisco scaramuzu who's wow. been just uh kind of <laughs> hanging out on the race chaser skype line we'll be uh talking to cisco in a moment here get a chance here for a segment to kind of relax now before we get into the news we'll tell you if you are accessible to a computer or your phone or whatever be ready because at the end of this segment when we come back from the commercial for the next uh, break we're also going to be on facebook live on both uh, hms social and also race chaser media social and we're going to have a safety seminar so be ready for that but right now we're going to start talking about some of the news that's going on and we just had david and todd Gilliland on for a couple of segments and uh, the dgr crossley effort um adding a driver to its stable for uh, this upcoming race here at Charlotte. Chris Eggleston from the West Coast is going to be piloting a uh, DGR truck at Charlotte, and that should be a lot of fun, Jacob. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris in one of those trucks. I am too, and Chris has an association with the Gilliland family. actually drove for Bill McAnally Racing a couple years ago as a teammate to Todd uh, when Todd won his first of two championships, and Chris the year before had won a championship for Bill McAnally Racing back in 2015. So, you know, there's a good association there, and I'm excited for Chris. He's been working a couple years to try and find something at 
a higher level to be able to go out and really make something happen. And this is going to be a great step. He's got a handful, I think, six or seven truck races this year with DGR Crosley. And uh, it's going to be the first time we see that 17 truck, the second truck on the racetrack. So that's something really, really looking forward to. Yeah, it was interesting to hear David talk about the aggressive schedule that that truck program is now going to run in its first year right out of the box. And uh, Cisco, I'll get you in on this. I mean, to be a first-year team expanding into the truck series and to be running as many races as they're going to try to run is a pretty ambitious undertaking. But, um, Cisco, we know that they have the talent and the people to do it. Oh, absolutely, Tom. This is this is a team that, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a change of pace. I think with this team on here, it's going to make it a little bit, you know, obviously this isn't a regional series. You're going to be going across, you know, across the U.S., just doing all sorts of different races, different climates. I'm sure there's plenty of travel related things that they have to take into consideration now, Tom, you know, things they don't have to deal with you know, maybe getting that extra hauler, making sure all of that's okay. So there's all of this, you know, things that we don't normally talk about when it comes to racing that they have to figure out. Yeah, should be really interesting. I'm uh, I'm going to be quite excited to see the trucks on track here at Charlotte and going forward for the rest of the season. And DGR Crossley has really put together a nice program there, Jacob. And it's one of the premier driver development programs in the sport. And I think Absolutely. It's at each level they're running. Well, it's got it at every level. You've got the uh, late model program. You've got the K&N program. You've got the ARCA program. And you've got the truck program. So David literally has a ladder system for drivers who uh, can stay with them going all the way up into the NASCAR National Series, and that's a really, really big deal. Cisco, I want to ask you something else here in regard to news that came out late yesterday, which had me going, Hi, I'm NASCAR, and we don't like fun. I am not a fan, necessarily, if, if I'm a fan who wants to see action from back to front of NASCAR changing the tire rule to where you don't have to start the race on the tires you qualified anymore. However, if I'm a driver, I like this because it eliminates all the uh, finicky bullcrap that had been going on with guys not getting through inspection, being able to start without laps on their tires, and all this other stuff that's going on. We're creating a level playing field again. That side of me loves it. The side of me that wants to see guys blowing through the field on fresh tires at the start of a race hates it. I want to see excitement, doggone it. Yeah, no, I agree. That's... We'll, we'll we'll see how it affects the races coming up. That wasn't the biggest rule change, though, that I got mad at. I got mad at the fact that we can't have giant death saws anymore to repair cars on pit road. <laughs> I know, right? I was right? very I mad at that. Jacob was going when he talked about, I'm NASCAR and I don't want any fun. I, I, well, I was getting to that. I want to talk about the fact that we can no longer have giant reciprocating saws to repair cars anymore. Because this no, is a, a travesty. Yeah, no, using a word like reciprocating on this show is not okay. Call it what it is. It's a concrete cutter. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, there you go. Not be an okay word to use on the show, Jacob. I, didn't, I missed that memo somewhere. It's, it's big words. I know sometimes I use yeah, big words, but I'm trying to use less big words. Here, here's my deal. Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the, the tire thing for a second because I know why NASCAR is doing this. It's because they've had so many issues with so many cars 
putting their stickers on, going through pre-qualifying tech and not making it out of pre-qualifying tech, out of that uh, discotheque that they've been, they've now gone to, that they want to take away their advantage because you've had so many cars that have been starting the race basically with no laps on their tires versus the cars who did qualify. They have a number of laps on their tires. So in order to even the whole thing up, NASCAR just said, to heck with this, we're going to make it so you don't have to start the race on the tires that you qualified on anymore. There goes the advantage of all those teams who were trying to play it too close and couldn't make it out of the discotheque in time. I'm kind of torn on this announcement, Tom, because I I like it and I don't. I like it because it kind of levels the playing field and it brings everybody together and puts them on equal tires when you start. But I right. don't like it because you don't get that tire wear struggle in the first segment anymore. It kind of right. takes out the 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 intensity of the first segment where mm-hmm. people have to manage their tires and, and, and try to last that entire segment. So there's pros and cons to it. So I, I, right. I'm really looking forward to see how it plays out, especially next week during the 600 when that's a really, really long race. I want to add a quick note to this in regards to the Truck Series race this weekend at Charlotte. Uh, welcome back, by the way, to the pairing of Timothy Peters and the RBR Benton Racing number 92 team. Uh, Ricky Benton bringing Timothy back for this Charlotte truck race uh, not too long after they made a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series appearance together, Tom, at Talladega last month. So this is good to see. I feel like Timothy's really found a home with Ricky Benton, and they're racers, racers. They, yes. you know, they're both passionate. They're both gritty. They get down to business. Uh, this is just a cool pairing, and I would not at all be surprised to see Timothy in the mix in the top five at the end of this truck race at Charlotte. I agree 100%. And, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, NASCAR rules and some of the things that NASCAR has said in the news this week because they are very happy with wonky windows. We'll tell you about <laughs> that a little later in the show. No, they're not. We're going to step aside when we come back. We're going to have the safety seminar, which will feature Joe Marco from uh, HMS Motorsport. Everybody go to Facebook and go to Race Chaser Media or go to HMS Motorsport, either one, and you'll be able to see the seminar live. For those of you who aren't uh, able to do that right now, it's fine. You're going to hear the whole thing right around the corner, right here on the Stock Car Show on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. 
My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. My name is Tom Baker, and I am joined here at HMS Motorsport by Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch, and we've got Cisco Scaramuza via the Race Chaser Skype line as well. But right now, what we are doing is a special Facebook Live segment. So if you are... Uh, able to get to Facebook, just get on there and go to either Race Chaser Media or go to HMS Motorsport. I am here with Joe Marco, the owner of HMS Motorsport, and Joe is going to use both of these box stock outlaw carts to do a little safety seminar for us. So, Joe, I'm just going to hand you the mic and let you take over because you're the professor of these things. Hey, thanks a lot, Tom. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're, we've got a couple of box stocks here, and uh, you know we're starting to do a lot of uh, work with Millbridge uh, Racetrack this year, and they've got a big event coming up next week, which is uh, really cool. And uh, we're, we're really proud to be one of their major sponsors for this year. Uh, and one of the things, the focus of us, of course, is safety. Uh, and particularly this year, safety is important because three of our, our, staff, our, our uh, team here have kids that are racing box stocks this year. So uh, we've got a couple of the box stocks that we built. Uh, this is a chassis that we purchased last year from uh, Travis uh, Quaffle, uh, and we've made some changes to it as far as what the safety is. We'll look at that in a second. Uh, this is a brand-new chassis that, would, that we picked up for one of our other guys. Uh, we haven't had a chance to fully go through it from the safety thing, so I'm going to show this first because there are a couple things to look at. But regardless of whether you're buy, driving a box stock or you're driving a, a sprint car or you're driving uh, a sports car or you're driving in, in the top three levels of NASCAR, Getting your belts and mounting is important. And uh, along those lines, we have a series that we're doing uh, in conjunction with uh, Race Chaser called Racer Safety Resource. There's going to be a whole, uh, there's a separate website that you'll be able to go to to look at that. And we'll have a series of probably 20 videos out there that will talk about all different levels and aspects of uh, safety. So let's uh, move on. And since uh, in honor of uh, Millbridge big event next week, we're going to look at the box stock. So we'll first go over to this one here. Uh, now, this one is a new chassis, as I said, that we picked up. We're just kind of putting it together, so we haven't really uh, got all the safety stuff worked out. It's, we were making steps. The first thing I want to look at is uh, with the lap belt down here, and a little, it's a little hard to see, but you can see that the, the good thing is is that we've got it on a bolt-in position, 
and this bolt-in piece moves, it's really important that your lap belt pivots because you want it to be able to move with the driver. The thing that's not perfect about this is look at how steep this angle is. It goes back almost uh, 30 degree, uh, probably from the parallel coming up. It's, you know, 30 degrees or even less. So it's going pretty far back. So what that means, if we look in the front in the seat here, when the belt is riding over over uh, the driver, it's going to be riding probably above his pelvis. So it's going to be it's his it could raise up. You want to capture the pelvis. You want to get the belt so that it's that the top of the belt is riding below the top of the crest of the pelvic bone. So in order to do that, what we really need to do is we should be moving this this mounting point that's out here. It should be on a tab, probably a tab mounted somewhere right around here, so that the angle of the belt is pretty much coming directly up and going right over his lap, right over his pelvis, and it's going to capture him in there. So that would be uh, the the most important thing. Now, in doing that. Notice that this belt has a pull-up adjuster, meaning that I pull it this way and it comes up. If I move this tab over to here, one thing I need to be really careful of is that this adjuster, which is a, which would, if I pull it this way, it would open the belt. I want to make sure that that adjuster is away from the top opening of the seat because if this adjuster were to catch on the opening of the seat, it could cause that adjuster to open and it wouldn't hold the driver into the seat. Uh, the only other thing we could do uh, with that would be if we come around to this side over here. Uh, so right now, that's the main thing in the belt that I would change. The other thing is is, is this bar going you know, around. It's not ideal because the belt can slide uh, can slide left and right. So we want to have the angle isn't too bad. It's coming off the belt. We should have something here that would hold it hold the belt so that it can't slide. So it could be a piece of roll bar padding or bracket something that would hold that belt so it stays up. Uh, notice that it's wrapped properly. We have this last loop. So a lot of times I'll see, I'll see a belt where the belt sits like that, okay? And you think, all right, well, that's, that's, that's tight. You know, that's not going to come out. But actually, if I do this belt, if I just pull this, you can see the belt wants to come right out. So it's important that you get that last loop on it like we have here. Uh, so you want to get that last loop, and you want to have at least four inches of webbing sticking out at the end. You don't want to cut it off really short right here, because if it gets loaded or something's not perfect, it, there's a small possibility that it could come out. So uh, they've done a good job on this. The only thing we really need to work on now is the, is the lap belt, uh, which is not really at a good angle. <clears throat> now, since we have more time, if we move over, I'm going to walk over this the, the other side of this cart. Okay, so this car, we've uh, we we really wanted to do everything right. So uh, we've been working real close with Corey LaJoy. Uh, we actually sponsored uh, his uh, car last year at Bristol, and uh, part of that he helped us out by building the ultimate seat for a box stock, uh, which we did we did for uh, General Manager's son Jonathan. And now what he, what he did is we mounted the shoulder belts are actually mounted into the seat, so we're actually we we are able to sew the shoulder belts directly. Uh, sew a loop directly around a bolt that's holding the shoulder belts in the seat. So we're not even having to go back to the chassis. We've got a full head surround seat, uh, which is good, and it's all it's very rigid. There's nothing in the seat that's going to move uh, if you move side to side. Uh, and we mounted on the seat, we mounted, uh, and you can see either side down there or in here, you can see that the belts are mounted directly to the seat, and the belt's coming right up through the inside and the adjusters on the inside of the seat, which ensures that you're not going to get it caught. Uh, 
And notice that the lap belt here pivots as well. So it's important, again, that that lap belt pivots. If you have a bracket and you have a bolt-in bracket, you want to make sure that you know even if it's the same size, just don't lock it down all the way. Use red Loctite and just be you know just back it off around so that the bracket barely moves, and that's what you want to do. You always want that lap back bracket to pivot with you. So here we got a pretty good installation. Uh, we've got the substrap, which is uh, which is wrapped around, uh, and in this case, uh, it's it's wrapped and it's locked from behind. So we've got it wrapped properly. And it's wrapped around the bolt, the bolt, uh, the bracket in the front of the seat. So this is a pretty good installation, about as good as you're going to get inside a box stock, uh, which which is really uh, you know a great idea. So that's just a little bit with a box stock. But any car, the things that we just talked about are kind of important to to hit those issues with with any kind of car you're dealing with. The angles of the seat belts, the angles of the shoulder belt. You want the belt and the shoulder <clears throat> to be coming off the top of the head and neck restraint and going backwards at a zero-degree angle to the mounting point or at most 10 degrees down. So uh, we've covered those issues. Again, go to Racer Safety Resource, and we're going to have some videos up there very shortly on, uh, on belt installations and on angles and talks about SFI and all of the other standards. So it's important that you look at those ideas and, and work very hard. All right, so you had some other questions, Tom? We got four minutes left here in this segment, so we gotta. We'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, I think probably what to do is we'll talk a little bit more about the racer safety resource. Go right ahead. <clears throat> since we're there, so uh, the first video that that we uh, we shot is just kind of an overview of what our series is going to plan to do. But we plan to care, cover everything about belts. Uh, we just taped today a segment that explains all the differences between SFI and FIA belts and uh, SFI belts for all different levels, so for youth, youth business, uh, for youth drivers, as well as uh, for adults, and then uh, for NASCAR and CUP. Uh, we've done a, a video on head and neck restraints that talks about the different head and neck restraints, uh, how they work differently, how they should be worn. Uh, we're working on the next video, which will be talking about the different types of belts, so cam lock belts versus latch link belts, how they work. Uh, and then uh, we'll have a, another short segment that will be just on installation details and how to care for your belts. Uh, and then there will be a whole series of little short videos that will be specific to each type of car. So we did a little bit on box stock today. We'll do a much more in-depth, maybe a five-minute vid uh, video to talk about just how to install belts in a box stock. And we'll do the same thing for an outlaw car, a sprint car, uh, a late model a uh, sports car, a formula car. So there'll be any, regardless of what type of motorsports you're involved in, you'll be able to go there as a resource and look about everything about belts. But belts are only one small part. There's helmets, driver suits, fire systems. Uh, outside of the car, there's, there's safer barrier and, and, and things like that. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Gideon and John Padlack have agreed to come on uh, to do a segment with us uh, to talk about kind of the evolution of how safety has come aboard. Uh, so we're going to try to have guests uh, do throughout the series that will come on where they've done some sp particular things about safety and, uh, and and have been important in improving safety in what they do and taking, you know, taking the first step to do things the right way. We want to get a few of those. So we'll have a couple of drivers uh, on some of the series that will participate. Uh, but it will be a resource both with print material 
as well as video material that you can go to so you can really see and understand uh, everything that's going on. Yeah, it's a great explanation. I mean, we really wanted to create almost an Encyclopedia Britannica online for motorsport safety. So the information that's going to be up there is not about specific brands as much as it is about the proper way to use the safety particular safety items. So again, you know, which belts to use in certain situations, what's the best way to install the belts in your type of car, that kind of thing. It's basically an educational resource. We're pretty excited about it. And we look forward to the websites being done by race face brand development. And uh, that should be online here in the next 30 days or so. So uh, as we get into the summer, we'll be talking much more on our shows about uh, all of that coming up and we'll be putting some of the videos on the site to uh, get you started. So and, uh, this is our new, uh, this is our new uh, logo that you'll see. Uh, so we have our model. So racer safety com. That's going to be the website. Uh, it should be up uh, fairly shortly with the first uh, initial videos uh, and with information on top of it. Yeah, we actually did this wrong. We should we got Austin Langenstein behind the camera. He's the model. He should have been out front modeling for us, and I should have been the one back there. But anyways, uh, we're going to step aside. Thanks for watching on our Facebook Live here, and we're going to be back with more on the radio, of course. If you're listening to Spreaker Performance Motorsports Network, we will continue with more of the Stock Car Show right after this live from HMS Motorsports on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. 
how to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. My name is Tom Baker. I am joined at HMS Motorsport. We're live at their Mooresville, North Carolina location. I'm joined by Jacob Seelman and Chris Murdoch. We've got Tristan Lessig now in studio with us, and we are uh, joined as well on the Race Chaser Skype line by Cisco Scaramuza. And we've been talking about uh, news, and we're going to continue that theme in a moment. But right now we're going to give young Tristan Lessig a chance to introduce himself to all of you, if you've been listening to this show long enough, I think we did have him on maybe one time before. But I know we had him on at least once before at the shootout. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the, the first time here at HMS Motorsport. And Tristan, I know you're getting kind of an education on motorsport safety here. What do you think of all wait, this? Wait, 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 wait. No, no you got to say it right. It's edumacation. Okay, education on motorsports. <laughs> I'm easy. Um, on motorsport safety. What do you think of? I know you use the Schrote belts that they carry here, so yeah, you got the, part uh, of it down. And he can pronounce it right. So that's another Schrote, yeah. yeah. Yeah, somebody talking that last week. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was only after like five tries, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, this is this place is awesome. It's like a kid in a candy shop right now. Um, the Schrote belts are amazing belts. I I believe in them. Every time I strap them to the car, they're just fantastic. Yeah, kid in the candy store, Chris. It's, it, it, Tristan's got a serious case of the I wants right now. Yeah. He, he, I saw him uh, eyeballing some of the helmets out there. Yeah, I want this helmet. Breaks. I want this seat. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, can we get this? How that works. And uh, Mom's looking at the bank account going, uh-uh, can't have that. Because um, you got to buy two because, you know, you got a younger brother racing too. But I kind of want to, you know, start the racing conversation because we have a, a – busy couple of weeks coming up for you with the shootout at charlotte motor speedway coming up talk about how excited you are to get back at charlotte and 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 race there it's it's awesome i love every single year going to charlotte it's it's just my absolute favorite time it's it's so much fun there's so much learning that goes on so many memories that are made and the racing is crazy it's it's so much it it, there's energy entertainment every single week you you can expect to show up at shootout and have a great a great time and just a bunch of entertainment yeah it really is uh i mean this is what the 25th are we at the 25th yeah, we are at the 25th. 25th bojangles summer shootout of course bojangles haven't been the title sponsor for all those years but um shootout's been around a long time yeah it has and and you know what's really sad i'm about to date myself here either as a fan or in the media there's been this will be 25 summer shootouts and I will have been at 20 of them. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's more than me. I think this is going to be about 13 uh, for me, something like that. But this will be my first. I'm new. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, rookie. Yeah, Chris has the, Chris will have the rookie stripe on. But uh, Tristan, for this shootout, last year was your first year in the Legends, mm-hmm. and you were in the Young Lions division, which tended to be 
let's just say a little bit unruly. Who is craziness? <laughs> Absolute craziness. I mean, for those who aren't really focused on the shootout or don't know a lot about it, because of the schedule that they have to run each race night, all the races are either 20 or 25 laps or 15 minutes, whichever comes first. They all have a time limit. And the Young Lions class last year had some trouble uh, getting we, all the laps. We did about five laps in 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a tough, uh, that was a tough situation. Now you're, you're in semi-pro. It's a little different for you, and you've had a year to kind of get used to the legends with Stillwell Racing and kind of gel with, with uh, the Stillwells also. So talk a little bit about your expectations coming into this shootout versus what they were last year. Well, last year was really just learning because I went into shootout on my second race. So round one was my third race ever. To the Wolves with you. Yeah, yeah. And this year I've had at least 30 races under my belt, and I'm I'm so ready, and I think our cars are so fast for shootout. Um, I expect a lot. Um, I do believe we, we could get a championship. What's it like to race at Charlotte? I mean, do you, when you're when you're racing, does it occur to you, I'm at Charlotte Motor Speedway? I mean, does that kind of cross your mind at all? I think for my first ever shootout, I, 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 was, I, I was like that. Now I just show up and I'm like, oh, I'm here again. <laughs> we got to do eight more weeks of this. That's yeah. how everybody yeah. feels, though. Come on now. Yeah, week four, it's where we all are. But we do love the shootout. It's, it just gets exasperating after a while. No matter, though, how much you show up there, it's it's so amazing because, you know, Earnhardt ran there, Petty, all the greats have ran there. And one there. Yeah, and one there, yeah. And you get to race at that track that they won at, and it's just amazing. And when you win there, you're, you're one of those people. I equate it to something that uh, Daniel Hemrick, I remember him saying this to me the first time, Chris, that he ran a truck at Charlotte from the quarter mile to the big track, but it's still the same old Charlotte. It's still the same old Charlotte. And I do want to make... A quick note, something, Tom, I know you're a big fan of. Speaking of winning, this year at the shootout, we'll actually have a real victory lane. Does that make it even more of motivation to go out there and get the win so you can be in victory lane in Charlotte? Yeah. Uh, if, if I could be in victory lane at Charlotte this year, I would be pumped. I'd be so happy to be there. Um, I, I hope we have a, a few weeks that we do get there. Hopefully all 10. But yeah. would you do a backflip like Daniel Hemrick does? <laughs> If they had a trampoline. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't think Tristan trusts himself not to break something. I can, I can do a backflip on a trampoline, but I don't know if I could do it off the legend. I, I think there would be some sort of liability issue with yeah. the Yeah, I'll, I'll do some Daryl Wallace. E- either that or somewhere his mom's across the room looking at us going, don't no, put ideas in his head. Too many ideas. Uh, Mrs. Lessig is in the background here, and I don't want her to hit me. So <laughs> just move on with the questions. But that it, it, it is going to be exciting. And, and from the media standpoint, we're happy about it because it's much more of an opportunity and in Cisco, I know that you're not we're probably not going to be here for any of the, the shootout races, but you know yourself from the work that you've done at racetracks. You know, when, when you get to victory lane and you do the filming, it's so much more exciting that way. Oh, don't don't count me out of shootout just yet. Oh, good. Well, I, I might I might be around. I we might hope be around. This. Tristan, talk a little bit about your career so far, because you started actually in an indoor go kart league. And I know for a lot of our audience, they're kind of going to go, huh? But 
it's not uncommon for a young person's first experience with the sport now to be in one of these leagues. And it really is a pretty serious training ground. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever sat and raced in a go-kart was at NASCAR speed park. Um, Oh, at the speed park. Yeah. Okay. About, I think I was seven years old and I, w- my dad was just messing around with me and he, uh, he was bumping me and trying to spin me out and I was counter streaming and my dad was like, wow, this kid's got, he's got talent. And so I decided to start racing at Victory Lane Karting in Charlotte, North Carolina at nine years old. And I raced there till I was about 11 and I got numerous wins and championships and then I moved up to the Bandolero Beginner Series around 2015, uh, just racing for ourselves. And after about six races, because it, it was just craziness in the beginners, striking every night. After about six races, we just had it, and we moved up to the Bandolero Outlaw Division. And we, we had a great first season. We won the state championship and finished seventh in nationals. And then our next season in Bandoleros, we, we took off from there. We won the South Carolina State Championship again and finished third in nationals and had a bunch of wins. It was it was just a great season. Stop and consider, too. Uh, I know those who have listened to this show at great length will recognize some of the names, but that Victory Lane Karting Series, Tristan, you got your start there. Daniel Wilk, who we've had on this show numerous times, got his start there, as did, I think, Tommy Good. They, they, you guys were three of a kind in there for a long time. I feel we, we, like we we go there and battle each other every single week. It was it was just a bunch of fun. Yeah, it really is fun. And now I what I want to know though is is uh, when when your dad was trying to spin you out and all that at, at the speed park, did he ever successfully spin you? He did not. I was so there proud you of go. myself. See? Bragging rights. Bragging Seven rights. Seven year old that would just not spin out. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, and so now, of course, in the Legends car, and you had an opportunity last year to get some laps in a limited late model for mm-hmm. the first time. What was it like to get in the big boy car after being in the legends car? Talk about from the drivers, literally from the driver's point of view, what, what's different? What changes? It becomes a bando again. It was, <laughs> I could not believe how much or how much of a step down it was from the legend car with the legend car being on the tiny tires and the serious uh, horsepower uh, power to weight ratio it it was crazy because it has those big tires on it and it's only about 400 horsepower it it was like driving it was like driving the bando again yeah. i got into it and it was it was really easy it was fun well you certainly did a good job in your first time and i know that's kind of what you're looking toward as a next step yeah we're, weight model super weight model something in that line for later this year into next yeah, we're going to try and run a few late model races this fall, and then we're going to have hopefully a full late model schedule in the 2019 season. Right now you're running with uh, the folks from Stillwell Racing, and you know, they've been around a while. Jordan, obviously, a really good racer, and uh, you know it's been a good experience, I know, for you, and, and there's some other drivers involved as well. Just talk a little bit about Stillwell Racing for us. Well, Stillwell Racing is a family-based uh, team. Walter Stillwell started it with Jordan Stillwell in 2009, I think. Not eight or nine. Yeah, eight or nine, somewhere around there. Um, but Somewhere Jordan's listening and smacking both of us. He'll probably smack me <laughs> sometime this week. But it's just skyrocketed, skyrocketed from there. 
last summer shootout, so 2017, we had 16 drivers. It was holy cow! It was insane. Yeah, it, we, that could be a whole field in we, itself if we get you all in the same class. I you think just we have had your own class. the eight out of 28 outlaws. So it was it was awesome, it, and it was great coaching those kids. It was it was it was a lot of great memories. Tristan Lessick, driver coach. Yes, I did well, driver coach. Tristan Lessick, driver coach, also had an opportunity to do something else fun last year involving coaching. You know where I'm going with this. So yes, talk I about did. it. Uh, so I had the opportunity to coach the NASCAR wives for the NASCAR. I, I, I think I, I'm not. I don't. I forgot. Oh, the, the better half dash. The, yeah, the yep. better half dash. It was. And it was. It was just. It was a great time. I got to uh, hang out with the Keselowskis and Dillons and. And the Pappases, and it was just it was it was awesome to coach them. Who are you actually? So you were working actually with? Yeah, I was working. I coached Haley Dillon, Taddy Pappas, and um, Tommy actually took uh, Keselowski's life from me. So okay, yeah. Oh, so so it's Tommy's fault. It was Tommy's fault. Yeah, so can you believe she, it? she cheated on you with Tommy? Yeah. How did that work? Well, he's a photo bomber. That's just the don't thing. Don't tell Brad. Yeah, don't tell Brad. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, that must have been a great time. And I mean, yeah. look. And I, I got to coach a bunch of other wives, which is awesome. Too. Anytime you can spend 30 seconds with Max Pappas, mm. it's a great time. And he remembered my name. I was so happy. <laughs> Tristan's like Tristan's on cloud nine. He doesn't even care if if she won or not. Just that she remembered your name. Yeah, yep. we actually had Max not on this show, but on our Motorsports Madness show from the uh, summer shootout. One of the shows that we did from there on Monday nights, we had Max on and. Max doesn't just come on a radio show. He kind of just takes it over. Yeah. So, you know, I let let Jacob do the interview. He and I think we had Joel Sebastianelli at that point. Um, He and Joel were doing the interview and Max just, I mean, it was one of those moments in radio where I just sat back and marveled at it because he's got such a great sense of humor and he can tell a story like nobody else. Somewhere, somebody had the Max doll and they pulled the little string and just (laughs) let him go. Yeah. And I think, was it Juan Pablo that he got talking about? Yes, it was. It was Juan. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. You could talk about Juan for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Those two had some battles. it uh, It was a lot of fun. But you've had an opportunity to interact with some of those guys that must be pretty special for you at your age to be able to do something like that yeah it's it's pretty awesome the racing community is such a small community that this person knows that person and all of a sudden you're you're talking with nascar drivers and it's just it's great it's awesome okay real quick before we break um a lot of people that play a hand in helping you get to do the things you do with the racing so who helps you make it happen um, yeah, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Jesus. He's, he's the one that provides and takes care and keeps me safe every time I'm out on the track. And then I got to thank, uh, Collins Chiropractic and Blue Lagoon Cafe and Bonafide Energy Solutions for their ongoing sponsorship. My dad, my mom, Jonathan, all of my team, friends, family, just everyone, everyone that's involved with me and is involved with my racing career. And I just want to thank them all. Well, we definitely uh, look forward to seeing where you go with your career. And with that, we're going to step aside. We'll keep Tristan around here. But when we come back, we'll talk some more from the Newswire. And I've got an announcement to make. So we'll uh, get that out of the way when we turn the corner here. You're listening to the Stock Car Show 
presented by HMS Motorsport, live from HMS Motorsport on Sprinker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We're broadcasting live from HMS's North Carolina location right here in Mooresville, not far from our Race of the USA Race Chaser Studios in downtown. And uh, we've got about 20 minutes left or so. And before we get back into the news portion of the show, which we normally do at the top, but for those of you who have been listening all night, you know why we didn't. We were a little busy at the top of the show. Um, I've got an announcement to make, and even my uh, crewmates don't know about this yet, but um, it is now official 
something that I've been trying to put together for a while. Uh, don't know exactly which week it will happen yet, but sometime in July, depending on how fast everything gets put together, this show and our sister show, Motorsports Madness, will expand our territory to a worldwide syndicated broadcast with the American Forces Radio Network being the place where the podcast will be heard outside of the U.S. We will be on several AM and FM broadcast stations in the U.S. as well as all the places that we're at now. And the live show will still be on Spreaker and on the Performance Motorsports Network. So uh, can confirm that we will be going to syndication Sometime in the month of July, we're going to work on um, building out a studio, a little bit of a different look to our studio, and we will also be converting to video as well. Not converting, I should say adding video to that that piece. So uh, lots of good things happening for our shows here to expand our audience and our reach and uh, let us tell the stories that we like to tell each week and have the fun that we have uh, and you'll be hearing more about that uh, in the coming weeks here as we get things finally put together. But that is going to happen sometime in the month of July. Uh, we will probably be video live streaming prior to that, but uh, that'll be another addition. And we are going to have our own Race Chaser radio app as well. And that is going to be a part of our uh, partnership with Spreaker. So uh, you'll be able to chat with us during the shows from inside the app so uh, if we have guests on you'll be able to pose questions to the guests and such so uh looking forward to all of that a lot of expansion coming up this summer it is going to happen and i've been waiting all night to be able to spring that um uh, on the folks here in the you studio about six thirty, and you were just looking at me like you don't even know what's gonna happen yeah so uh you know pretty excited to be able to say that uh, that's going on and uh be able to kind of make official everything that's happening with that here in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, it was of you that don't really follow radio. That's pretty big. Yes, it's pretty big and it's big for us. And of course we won't be live on uh, American forces. It will be, you know, the podcast it shows, but uh, you know, the audience probably at that point goes to about 2 million a week worldwide. And that's pretty uh, amazing. So we're, we're humbled. We're thankful to the Lord and we're really excited about what's coming for us. Here this summer and uh, just a great time to be uh, having some fun here talking racing. So with that, we go back to the to the newswire and back to the racing newswire. And I mentioned a little earlier in the show when we were talking about uh, the whole situation with NASCAR and new rules and such. And we mentioned the tire rule that NASCAR has passed this week, or should I say kind of rescinded, where racers are no longer required to start the race on the tires that they qualified on, which is kind of this whole sort of equality uh, issue because so many teams are failing to pass pre-qualifying techs. So those tires remain sticker tires until the start of the race because, of course, you don't ever take laps qualifying on them. So I kind of like that rule, but I sort of dislike the fact that we have to have the rule um, because obviously the reason we have to have it is because we're just struggling to pass pre-qualifying tech. Well, there was another 
situation that has developed over the course of the season. And I love the way our our colleague, uh, the Godfather, has put it. Wonky Windows. Uh, wonky Window wonky Wednesday. Windows. Uh, yeah, Wonky Window Wednesday. We've had, what, five teams, I think, that have been nailed for Wonky Windows. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, and I'll just kind of go around the table. We'll get everybody's feedback. I'll start with you, Jacob. I thought it was interesting that... Uh, you know, this whole situation happens and now you've got the one of the uh, powers that be in NASCAR talking about the fact that we're going to have to get tougher on these penalties because, of course, we're not happy about this and we want it to stop. So after the fifth one, they're talking about now taking the penalty from a low grade L1 to a high grade L1 as well they should going forward to in an attempt to reduce the amount of wonky windows we see for the rest of the season. You know what? Scott Miller got fired up the other day and gosh darn it, I was happy that he did. I'm sick and freaking tired of this stupid window crap every single week. It seems to be all we're talking about at this point. And like Scott said, this needs to stop. Actually, I think Scott's ex- exact words were this, this stop. not just this needs to stop. This will stop. Yeah, we, we definitely are. Uh, I, I'm in agreement with you on that because it's as Scott alluded to, Chris, basically they're cheating out in the open. I mean, this is obvious to everybody. They're not even it's not it's something all the fans can see. Everybody knows what's going on now. It's just not good for the sport. And I was shocked by Kyle Larson trying to theater up the damage last week to, to, to play his case. That's not normally like Kyle to do something like that. Well, to, I mean, what are you going to say? I'm excited that they're doing this because it's like Scott said, it looks bad for the sport. It makes the whole sport look bad when one bad egg gets in and has a, a wonky window. So it's good. Take up the penalty. Do whatever you have to do to make it stop. Because eventually, just like the air gun controversy, we don't see much of that anymore. It'll stop. Well, yeah, we, we that sort of uh, died completely. Uh, Cisco, real quick, before we break, I'll let you get your two cents on in on this. Um, why didn't we do this like two months ago? That's what I want to know. Why wasn't this in effect as soon as Dover, as, for, as soon as Harvick got busted with it? Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I mean, we've got enough tech issues uh, going on without having something that obvious that these teams are doing. And, you know, I think it's time to just get the front ends of these cars back up off the ground, get rid of the splitter, put a valiance on it. And valence, you know, just valence, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, and, and stop having uh, so many of these tech issues going on because it's really kind of silly at this point And it's taking away from the racing. Just my two cents with that. We step aside when we come back. Still more news. And of course, it's the lightning round. So we'll have some fun with that. We're broadcasting this show live from HMS Motorsport. You're listening to the Stock Car Show on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. 
When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up for more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. I'm Dalton Sargent. You're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsports.com, or they actually have two locations. We're sitting in one of them right now as we do this show here in Mooresville, North Carolina. Also one up in Danvers, Massachusetts, if you're up in the northeast and you're nearby. Just drop by and say hi to them and just uh, talk to them about motorsports safety. It's not about um, them trying to sell you whatever they have in their stores. It's more about them really wanting to keep you as safe as possible. As we go into our lightning round here, my name is Tom Baker. Jacob Seelman is with me, as is Chris Murdoch. Still got Tristan 
Lessig on the program with us and Cisco Scaramuza via the Race Chaser Skype line. And we go into our lightning round, and traditionally we just kind of go around the table and talk about whatever is on our minds and fire some random questions out. Well, let me tell you what's on our minds here tonight. It's Charlotte, because there's a lot of stuff to talk about from Charlotte. We're going to start with um, the Camping World Truck Series race that's coming up, and we'll also talk about the All-Star race as well. That's what we got on tap for this weekend, so that's where we start. And uh, Chris, you got any uh, preconceived ideas on what you think the truck race is going to hold in store for us here this weekend? Well, I think it'll be interesting because coming off of the race last week at Kansas, there's going to be a lot of redemption. You had Ben Rhodes especially because he was right there with Noah Gregson that entire first segment right there on the back bumper. Looked like he had the fastest truck to be able to go. So I want to see... Ben Rhodes bounce, bounce back, maybe get that first one of the season right here at Charlotte because that would be awesome. Another driver I'm going to be paying attention to, we had him sh- on our show earlier, and that's the birthday boy, Todd Gilland. He's going to finally get his chance to go around Charlotte and, and have a lot of fun in the truck, so I'm wanting him to do well uh, well as well. Okay, Cisco, what do you think about the truck race? Um, The truck race, I have to agree with Chris. I really like Todd going into that, but I think it's going to be the battle between the KBM trucks uh, at the end of the day because that that lately has been Kyle Busch's house and no one's been able to take it from him, as Jacob alluded to on Monday. So I have to agree with him. The question is, which KBM truck is it going to be? Okay, Jacob. Two words, Kyle Busch. Okay, Tristan. Uh, I, <laughs> I've never heard Jacob say so little in an answer. I, Tristan. I, I'm going to probably I'm gonna agree with Jacob. Uh, Kyle's going to have a dominant car. Maybe Noah will have something for him because I know Noah's been fast all season long. We'll just we'll see if he, he can outbeat his boss. If you really want me to expand on that, the numbers don't lie. Five truck wins for KBM at Charlotte. All of them have been with Rowdy driving. Seven wins overall. There's only been 15 truck races at Charlotte in the history of the truck series racing at Charlotte. Kyle's won virtually half of them. I, I really don't think I need to say much more than that. He's won three out of the last five. But if we look at last week with any indication coming into Charlotte, Noah Gregson, Stuart Friesen, they were all able to keep Rowdy at bay, especially Stuart. He was holding off Kyle through that entire run and even put him in the grass. So I want to see that. Uh, Stuart Friesen truck do well at Charlotte too because he's been fast at these mile and a half see I agree with you Chris I I think it's a fool's game to look at past statistics and talk about what's going to happen right now uh, given especially the fact that drivers like Stuart (coughs) are coming up and really challenging the the Kyle Busch in these truck races I personally if I'm going to pick a KBM truck, it's not going to be Kyle Busch. In my mind, the hot hand at KBM is Noah Gregson. Noah broke through, got him a win last week, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him do it again and be climbing the fence after this one's over. But I'm not counting out the GMS trucks because I seriously think that Johnny Sauter is going to have something to say about this. And it also wouldn't surprise me to see Brennan Poole 
um, if he gets the chance here, not Brandon Poole, I'm sorry, Justin Haley, wrong class. If yeah. Justin gets the chance to run up front and gets the truck he needs, Justin is a driver on these mile and a half who's sneaky good. And I think Justin has a chance to step up here and challenge. I don't think this is a given this year for Kyle Busch in the truck series. I just don't. Also, by the way, I'll add to that, not guaranteed yet that Brennan Poole's in the Xfinity car. Just want right. to throw that out there. Yeah. We're expecting, and not yet, we're expecting that probably the first of next week when the entry list yeah. comes we'll out. clarify for those of you yeah. who don't know, Brennan tested the Xfinity car. It's just the old guy on the panel here messing up his series once again. But uh, no, Justin Haley was the driver I wanted to talk about there. I think Justin's got a good shot at that. I'll just drive the nail home. The closest thing to Charlotte the Truck Series has run this season is Las Vegas. Who won at Las Vegas? Kyle Busch. You know what? You, you may be right, but I'm just not thinking this is a lock here, Chris, for Kyle anymore. Too many really good trucks and very aggressive drivers in this series now. There are a lot of aggressive drivers in the truck series now, Tom, and I do want to kind of transition to more aggressive drivers because Saturday is going to be interesting. And if we want to look at past statistics, Jacob, we can't because who's been dominant at the All-Star race? Jimmy Johnson. Who's been cracked this year? Jimmy. I wasn't going to say a word about Jimmy Johnson and past statistics in the All-Star race. I'm not that crazy. You can't rely on statistics for anything because we've never had an All-Star race like this. We don't know a dang thing about this year's All-Star race because the package is like nothing we've ever seen except well, for last year's Xfinity race at Indy. Thing about this year's race, it's going to be slower than usual, we think, at least. Uh, because of the restrictor plates. And you know what? When you talk about plate racing at Charlotte, people go, oh, no, what are you doing? Think about it. If you watch the Xfinity Series race in Indianapolis last year, it actually turned out to be a great package. There was there were about twice the lead changes that they, they had in the past. It was really exciting to watch. There was passing all the way through the field from the front to the back, I think we have a chance this year with this. I hope it works because Lord knows we have not had a dramatic ending to an all-star race in a while. Um, you know, I'd like to see something different here. So I think this is at least interesting to try, Chris. We'll see where it goes. I think really, especially for this season's all-star race, there's a, a nice, healthy field of strong competitors at Charlotte. And I think this restrictor place could really make it better because we have a lot of top drivers in this class. And even the drivers that are going to race in, there are still some great drivers that could race into this race. You know, Chase Elliott's been fast. He's had speed up there in the top 10 a little bit. It'll be fun to see those guys get on the mile and a half, race their way in. I mean, guys, there's a million bucks on the line. Anything can happen. And anything probably will happen. Let's add one name from, from my vantage point of drivers who should, by all accounts, race their way in, and that's Eric Almarola. The other Stuart Haas cars are all already in the big dance. Eric's looking to join them. I don't think it's any contest. I think he wins segment one of the Open, and that's the end of that. As far as drivers who are already locked in to keep an eye on, I don't care how bad last week was. Just for the fact that the car looks amazing, Matt Kenseth in the sixth car with the Eagle One throwback scheme to the 1998 car that Mark Martin took to Jack Roush's first all-star victory, that was a childhood car for me. I love that car. I am so glad that car's back. Just saying. And speaking of Eric Amarola, and we were talking about 
the Xfinity test, Eric Amarola was one of the cup drivers at that Monday Xfinity test driving the 98. We saw Kyle, we saw Ty, and we saw Brad there. At least that's what I saw from my walks around the garage. Uh, but so that's interesting to see if they'll take any data and apply that to Charlotte with those with coming into this as such a wild card race. Yeah, hang on. Let me let me you you had the wrong driver in the Roush car. I believe you were looking for Ricky Stenhouse as opposed to Ty Majeski. No, I was talking well, about Ty Dillon. The oh, Ty, no, Ty wasn't testing. It was no, it was Ty Dillon and Shane Lee. They were both in the car. Oh, in the three car. The three yeah, that's car. not what yes. we were told by yeah. NASCAR. Yeah, we were Ty told Dillon actually Ty did Dillon get in the was three car. there. Okay. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, apparently NASCAR didn't know that because uh, we were told in the, was on the car. we were told in the media center it was Brad, Kyle, Almarola and Stenhouse. We were not told anything about Dylan I all day. So. I did get in the car. I was there because yep. his name was on the yeah, car. Yeah, he did get in it. Huh. No, he didn't. So that, that just tells us that RCR didn't bother to tell NASCAR that they were going to do that. <laughs> well, might not have been a lot of time to do that. But anyway, to get back to the, uh, the, the all-star race, let's talk first. Let's go around the table. All right. So I want who you think is going to be the fan vote, number one. Number two... I want your pick for the all-star race. I will start with Chris because I can't. If anybody at this table, if he doesn't race his way in, doesn't pick Chase Elliott for the fan vote, you guys are crazy. If I was to think for a fan vote, if he doesn't race his way in, um, maybe Matt Benedetto because of the whole Reddit thing. Uh, for the all-star race win, boards have been pretty good, so I might have to go with Harvard. All right, fan vote, I'm sorry. Chase Elliott has a lot of people, but the power of Reddit got Josh Wise into the all-star race, and if Chase Elliott doesn't race his way in, he better be concerned because I believe no matter what, Matt DiBenedetto is going to come out as the winner of the fan vote. Heck, he's had Dale Jr. on Twitter campaigning for him to be voted into the all-star race, and we all know how much weight Junior Nation carries. Well... Yeah, um, I agree with Chase Elliott if he doesn't race his way in. I also agree with Matt DiBurrito if Chase races his way in. Tristan, you got something different for us? Uh, I think Matt DiBurrito is going to get the fan vote. vote. Um, regardless of Chase's status? I said, Chase, I, I Chase, said regardless Chase of Chase's status. status <laughs> due to the whole thing between him and Denny at Martinsville, but I don't think it's big enough. To compare to Matt Reddit is a big site. It is. It is. Yeah. It's got Josh Risen. So, uh, okay. Wait, wait. You forgot to let Tristan give his winner. winner Yeah. I'm going to give mine. Go ahead. Winner for the All-Star Race. Um, I got to say either Larson or Truett. To be fair, I didn't give my All-Star Race winner either. Two words. Happy Harvick. Okay, you're all on the Harvick bandwagon almost, and you're in a Truex bandwagon. I am actually going with uh, a driver who traditionally does good in plate races. I'm going with Austin Dillon huh? to get the win in the all-star race. That's absolutely what I'm saying. I, on fuel mileage. I, I don't care. Win. I'm, I'm taking Austin Dillon, and I also think that Ricky Stenhouse – is going to have something to say about the outcome of this race. I think this is not going to look like Talladega. I, I, I'm just telling you, I think this is going to change a lot of things. Uh, it's going to be fun, no doubt. Uh, real quick, Cisco, in about 30 seconds, 
uh, peak all-star. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so tonight uh, on at about 10 p.m. Eastern, you can catch the NASCAR Peak Antifreeze iRacing Series All-Star Race. That'll be on iRacing's YouTube channel and Facebook Live. And uh, that's going to be myself behind the controls with that. It's going to be Evan Pisoko, Tony Stevens, and uh, and Brian Macklin going to be on the call for that one. It's all the drivers that you see normally who run and pass, but uh, not really anything on the line. They're just doing it for yucks. It's been going on since 2013, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. 60 laps at Charlotte. There you go. And with that, we throw a checkered flag on this particular show from HMS Motorsport. Thanks, as always, to Bob Seale, Sue Mason, all the folks at the Performance Motorsports Network that help make this show possible. Uh, thankfully, I pushed buttons and didn't screw us up tonight, so that's progress. <laughs> and uh, we will be back on the air next Thursday for another round of the Stock Car Show. And uh, we hope, uh, perhaps, if you're watching the ARCA race on your television, you'll turn the sound down, listen to our show, and have a visual in the background of the ARCA race, because that's going to be about the time we're on the air, Tom. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. We'll throw a checkered flag for Chris Murdoch, Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, all the fine folks here at HMS Motorsport, Joe Marco and his staff, and uh, all our special guests tonight. I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall, and we might just see you at a racetrack somewhere. Folks, have a great racing weekend. Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.